Thanks for joining me on Underneath the Moon podcast, where we connect, learn, practice, and experience together. We will learn to connect with ourselves through the energies of all the moon phases by using all of Earth's elements, where we will learn to obtain more abundance and gain a positive perspective. Let's grow and care for ourselves together. Let the journey begin. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Underneath the Moon podcast. I hope everyone's been enjoying the amazing weather that we've been getting. I mean, maybe where you live, it's always beautiful, but where we are, as you all know, we get a lot of snow. Well, we get all four seasons, and right now we're in summer, and it's absolutely beautiful. For a while, we were all doubting if summer was actually going to come because it was June, and it still felt like spring, and the trees took so long to bud this year, but we're finally there, and I kept on telling myself and other people, just wait until July, and I was right, so I'm glad I was right because it's been absolutely gorgeous. I mean, we've been getting a lot of thunderstorms lately, but I love thunderstorms. I mean, now that we get tornado warnings, it's not as fun as it used to be. Our storms are a little bit more intense. Um, I guess that comes with climate change, right? So anyway, uh, we get a storm almost every single day, so it kind of feels like we're in the Florida area from what my parents have told me and what I remember from Florida is sometimes they happen to get a storm every single day, maybe just for like 20 minutes. If you're from Florida, I'm sure you're familiar with this. So we seem to be getting that. Almost every single day this week, there's been a storm and it's pretty intense. Like the clouds get very dark and it gets very windy and it rains very heavily. Um, And then there's thunder and lightning, but no tornadoes. That's good. So anyway, yeah, I hope you've been enjoying the warmer weather if you live in an area like me, and I've been taking advantage of this beautiful weather to work on the garden. Andrew and I, we did, we always weeded and we, you know, raked and did the bare minimum to our garden because when you move into a house, it takes a lot of finances sometimes so we didn't really have a lot of time or money to put into the garden so we just kept it to the bare minimum we were very lucky the people that we bought from uh designed super awesome landscaped gardens so we've been keeping up with what they had already put in but this year we bought all brand new soil and mulch and we really trimmed the plants back and we got a brand new hose that works really well and it doesn't really tangle. Uh, So we've been really babying our plants um, a lot this year and they're so green and happy and um, maybe I'll take a picture and share on Instagram because I'm actually super, super proud of our gardening because I never thought that I'd be a gardener. I never really pictured myself to have a garden whenever I lived in the apartments. We didn't have balconies, so I never grew any plants or anything like that. So it's actually been so awesome, you know, getting my hands into the earth, really nurturing the plants and just seeing all of our hard work paying off. And I also built 
a fairy garden. And I've been wanting to do that since we moved in. So I guess it's two and a half years. This is our third summer here. So um, three summers. And um, it's so awesome. I looked at Pinterest. You know, Pinterest has so many awesome ideas. And I started last year with a few things. I just like painted the flower pots um, into little mushrooms. And I think I'll take a picture of it um, now as well. There's just a couple things that I need to get to finish it. But I'm super proud of it and it looks like a little village and I only got a few plants to go in there because um, it's right by our air conditioning unit and our dryer vent. So plants have a really hard time there. Um, they, the previous owners, they used to have grass in the front, but th that didn't even take. And grass is like the easiest thing to grow. And it wasn't like regular grass that you see, like not lawn grass. It was long blood grass but it just it didn't take so I decided what plants I was going to grow in that little corner um, I got half sun plants so because it's shaded since it's in a tiny little corner we are in a townhouse so there's houses on every single side of us um, and anyway it's I'm really proud of it and I'm really proud of our garden and I'm so proud of Andrew and I and all the hard work we've been putting into it and our grass like our actual lawn was having a really hard time growing before because the previous owner actually used to rip out the grass every single year and put new sod down so I don't think the grass ever really took to the earth and so we didn't want to do that because one it's really expensive and two we're not that picky so our grass kind of died last year and this year we brought it back so it's really awesome to look at our front yard and I'm so proud of it and I'm not ashamed of neighbors looking at it anymore because it's so well taken care of and I think they probably noticed how well we're taking care of our properties so I don't know it's something I'm really super proud of and I'm excited about and maybe I'll show you guys the fairy garden because I really wanted to bring a magical essence to the gardens to reflect me because I feel like I've got a little bit of a magical personality um, so I just I don't know I like to make believe still and it makes life fun and Yes, maybe it makes me a little bit of a nerd, but I enjoyed making that little town for the fairies. And who knows? Maybe they come by at night and visit it and take a little nap. Never know, right? Anyway, so speaking of Instagram, a couple weeks back it was all out of whack. I wasn't able to post anything. I still haven't really posted anything because... I feel like the algorithm and everything is just really getting on my nerves. Plus, we're into eclipse and retrograde season again. We spoke about this last year. Um, so we're right back to all of the planets. Well, not all of the planets, but most of the planets, especially Mercury is in retrograde. Um, I don't have the list of planets that are in retrograde right now, but I think it's more than just Mercury. Either way, Mercury tends to mess all of the electronics up. And so I think maybe that had to do with um, why Instagram wasn't working properly. Who really knows? 
And so this energy could make people feel extra sensitive towards certain situations or issues. Did you find yourself feeling extra sensitive in any areas of your life? Let me know in the comment section. I must say I've been on a permanent high since the house has been finished. I think I told you in my last podcast episode that um, the house is done. It's renovations from the water damage that we had. So I've just been really trying to work super hard on the house inside and outside. I want to be proud of the house and, you know, we're, we're starting to be able to invite people over again. So having it all clean is really important to me. And I love living in a clean atmosphere. Growing up, my mom kept the house almost like a model house. Yes, I know that's not realistic. And yes, that's what I told her almost every single time she asked me to clean. But now it's kind of in my nature to want that. And I find that if there's clutter or the house is just not clean... I get a lot of anxiety around that and I didn't really notice that until like I knew that I I knew that I liked things tidy but I didn't know to this extent and I think I'm just kind of figuring that out about myself after the home renovations because I thought I was going insane through those home renovations so yeah anyway I'm just really on a permanent high getting stuff done. I'm super, super motivated. I don't really think that goes with the retrograde energies, but I do feel I had super bad headaches last week. I was just not feeling great. And um, apparently I'm ruled by Mercury, so that makes a lot of sense. I was looking at my birth chart again. I'm trying to learn more about my birth chart. I sometimes have a bit of a hard time understanding every single thing about it but I'm learning and maybe I know I've said this before maybe I can bring my birth chart up on the podcast at some point we'll see but um, eclipses do help to bring your attention to the path that is really suited for you so perhaps many people's life cycles are starting to reset around this time so yes mercury is in retrograde but the eclipses kind of make it like you're starting a fresh page. So I feel like I'm not really dealing with much of the Mercury retrograde symptoms, but more so the eclipse symptoms. Yes, I'm struggling with some things, but I'm not letting Mercury retrograde get me down like I have in the past. Um, So yeah, let me know in the comment section or DM me on Instagram at Underneath the Moon podcast, providing it's working properly, right? Um, But yeah, DM me or leave a note in the comment section on whether you're feeling any of these energies. So during an eclipse season, try to focus in on the truths that will arise to the surface. This will help guide you to the path you are meant to be traveling on. So a good idea in order to really confront the eclipse season is to get used to the idea of change. And that change can be very good for us. I didn't think that the home renovations change was going to be good for me. Yes, during the process, it was horrible, absolutely awful. But 
changed something in me. So now I'm more directed towards the path that I think I'm supposed to be on in the time of my life that I'm at right now anyway. I know that we're all often afraid of change, but this is why I'm emphasizing that change can be very good for us. Actually, most of the time, change is very good for us. Um, I know that I'm one of those people that do struggle with change, but I am trying to embrace the idea of change a little bit more. Um, but however way you decide to embrace whatever type of change is happening to you right now, um, it's super, super good for your mental development and your spiritual development. So it's all in good practice. So allow yourself to embrace and feel this new beginning that could be happening to you, to your life. Trust that it's all for good measure and the universe has a plan for you. I've said this I don't know, about a million times, the universe has a plan for you. And maybe you're feeling like the universe is really working against you. And I've been there. I've been there. You know, you're just like, what's happening? Why are all these bad things happening to me? But just trust that it's all either a lesson or it's to move you on to the next part of your life. Speaking of change, um, and I just mentioned the zodiac sign of cancer, we have officially transitioned into the season of cancer, and that's what I will be covering um, on this episode today. I know, I know, most of my podcast is kind of being directed towards zodiac signs and astrology stuff, but it's really interesting to me, and I did tell you I would cover every single zodiac sign as the season came, so I'm fulfilling my promise. Um, So the sun transitioned into Cancer on June 21st and continues on until July 22nd, although it can vary every single year, um, but that's what the dates are for this year. And it is the fourth astrological sign in the zodiac, um, and its symbol is the crab. I'm sure you are all very familiar with that. I think we're all pretty familiar with what symbols go with which sign. Um, but I just like to outline it in case nobody knows. This is probably very obvious, but cancer is indeed a water sign. You know, the crab, water. Cancers are known to thrive when in or around the element of water. I do only know a few cancer signs, well, people who have their sun sign in cancer, um, but they all love water. And one friend in particular um, that's just at the top of my head, and I see her almost every single day we work together. So she has a swimming pool at her house, and she talks about swimming in it almost every evening in the summer. Um, And then in the winter, she has a gym membership and she goes to the gym solely to swim. And I guess to use a sauna and all that stuff, but it's mainly to do with water. So she uses swimming as exercise and entertainment. Isn't that the best when you can find the happy medium of exercise and entertainment and you just, it just makes you want to exercise because you love it so much? Unfortunately, I'm not a water person. I don't think I ever will be, so that's not really an exercise that I enjoy, 
but my friend certainly does and she always talks about how she went swimming the night before um, her family also owns a cottage and she talks about well her mom owns the cottage and she always talks about how being by the lake calms her we're coming up to our um, summer holidays and I asked her if she was going to be spending any time up at the cottage and she told me that she would be and it's she told me that it's really the only way that she can actually relax is when she's up at the cottage by the water. Um, so it does certainly seem like water rules her moods um, and her health situations as well. If she's ever not feeling up to par, I tend to offer her water. And then it seems to make a huge difference. So I think water is definitely one of the main sources of her um, life, like what her body really likes. And I definitely think it has to do with her being a cancer. Um, so yeah, she's a true cancer. And I've talked to her about this before, about how a lot of the traits of a cancer really resonate with her. Um, so with cancers being so driven to water, their emotions and well-being can often reflect the patterns of water. So they are guided by their emotions and their heart flowing in and out of certain emotions. Um, so yeah, they are known to have a lot of mood swings. If you have any cancers that are really close friends of yours or you are a cancer i'm sure you recognize this they are extremely emotionally sensitive so it's always wise to stay aware of this so if you do have a friend or a loved one that is or has their sun sign in cancer um just be aware of this so sometimes my friend will come into work and warn me right off the bat if she's having an emotionally off day, which I must say is absolutely appreciated because then I just know her emotions really do rule much of her life and her everyday actions. I guess a lot of us are ruled by emotions. We can't help that. It's just part of human nature, but especially cancers as they are extremely sensitive to their emotional sides. So because of this, it makes it very hard for a cancer to fit themselves in with the rest of the world, with their emotional patterns being all over the map and unpredictable and hard to control. This makes it super hard for them to become emotionally involved or become extremely close with others. They find it difficult to cope and work their way around the outside world. So yes... If you have a loved one or an acquaintance who is cancer, be aware of this and try to approach them with understanding and empathy. I mean, you should be approaching everybody with understanding and empathy, but work extra hard to do so with someone who is a cancer. However, also know this, that if a cancer doesn't get their way, they tend to retreat emotionally and very quickly. They try their hardest to achieve what they are going after. They tend to lean towards using kindness and gentle nature to get their way. So this can be quite manipulative towards the other party. And maybe you've been on the receiving end of that. I'm not really quite sure if I have. 
So if you are on the receiving end of this, a cancer's reaction can go one of two ways. So they can retreat if you're lucky, or just like a crab, they can be quite vindictive and may try to take jabs in order to return the pain. So if you turn a cancer down from what they really, really want and what they've been striving for, you can be on the end of either getting emotionally attacked back or they'll just simply retreat. This is another important issue to be aware of because you can learn different ways to handle cancer's reactions. So as long as you're caring and kind, they may take the path of regressing. They'll, they won't be aiming the target at you. However, if you handle a cancer's request with ego and insensitively, you best believe that they will come back fighting, with the aim of the game being something that will hurt you right back. Just like a crab, right? If you go after them, their little pincers come after you. Cancers are highly emotional zodiac signs, so it is best to play it safe when it comes to turning down something they are hoping for. I know these things, so I know how to work around my friend if there's any issues that I think might trigger something. So anyway, I mean, I usually handle situations with kindness. At least I'd like to think that I do. Um, so yeah, I'm just especially aware. And that's all it really takes is just being super aware of how you handle the situation. Even though cancers are super emotional and can be quite vulnerable at times, this enables them to be on a whole other level of sympathy and empathy towards others. Cancers are always quick to lend a helping hand, and I do know this very well because my friend will always offer to drive me home from work, picks me up breakfast, helps me with gardening, and the list could go on of all the stuff that she offers to me. Above all, she always listens to me. I must say she's probably one of the only people in my life that truly sits there and listens to everything besides Andrew. But even then, he tends to tune me out a little bit. He's a Gemini. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she knows I'm an empath, so she understands that sometimes I need to talk and vent too. Of course I listen to her as well. I like to give everybody the time of day, but maybe because she is a Cancer, her listening skills are at the top of the line. Um, she always gives me the best feedback, always cheers me up when I'm sad, pushes me to do well, and supports me within my career. Um, which is very important to me too because I work very hard at my job. At least I think I do. Some people might think I don't, but I feel that I work very hard and she always is so good to tell me that I do such a good job with my career and it's always appreciated. Of course, like any friendship, we have our ups and downs, and it's not just a friendship, it's a working friendship as well. So we have to, you know, 
okay, are we talking professionally right now or are we talking friendship right now? So we're very good to either incorporate the two or, you know, deal with things professionally and there's no harm done. But anyway, I can become impatient with her mood swings at times. I'm a Virgo, so mood swings aren't usually something that I like to deal with a whole lot. But I try to do my best at returning the favor to her because she's so good to me. Um, and as I mentioned above, I try to be especially aware of not hurting her feelings or... Um, you know, being just careful with my words, that's all. As time has gone on, and since I've become more familiar with all the zodiac signs, I've learned to have more empathy and patience towards her, her emotions and mood swings, but not just with a cancer. I, I feel this patience is for everybody. I just have so much more patience now, which is like, super nice. I, I don't know what's going on, but anyway, I hope it continues because patience is a virtue. Um, and yeah, it's one of the main ingredients to a great friendship, right? Patience is great for a friendship because it allows you to give the other person the well-deserved time that they should have in your life. Along with patience, I learned to allow and respect the fact that my friend who is a cancer needs to ret retreat within her shell sometimes and that she will always come back out once the time is right. So if you notice one of your friends who is a cancer and you may have said something to upset them, but maybe you didn't think that it would upset them because it was just a small little thing, but since they're so emotionally sensitive that it did upset them, just know that you know, they like to take a little bit of time alone and you just leave them with their thoughts and they'll sort it through. And then they always come back and it always gives you the opportunity to say how sorry you are or to talk through your feelings with them because that's one thing that cancers do like to talk about, our feelings. Along with water, cancers really do appreciate the sense of home. Much of them can be homebodies. Much like water, the feeling of home creates a certain serenity and calmness for cancers. They really thrive off creating a home space for themselves, somewhere they can really plant their roots. We've covered some other zodiac signs who could take a trip on a whim or move cities like Sagittarius. They're very up on a whim and they could move cities within a minute, right? But not cancers. Once they have established their home, they are most likely going to stay there for a very long time or for their entire lives. My friend always talks about how she loves her home and how she hopes to never leave it. Although... We just had a conversation about her thinking that she may want to move into a smaller place, but there has to be a pool. <laughs> the water has to be there, right? Um, but anyway, she has lived there for a really, really long time, her house. Her home is her oasis. She's created it in that way, incorporating things she truly enjoys right in the walls of her own home or in her backyard. She loves to garden. I learned some really great tips about gardening from her. 
She has an amazing garden. You know when you read The Secret Garden? I don't know if all of you have read The Secret Garden. It's It was a pretty... I mean, it was a movie. It was, I think, at some point covered in schools. So, anyway, probably most of you have read The Secret Garden. So, her garden's like that. Her garden is like The Secret Garden. And it's all around the house. So, it does take a lot of time to keep up with that um but it is a really awesome garden and um that's one of the things that she incorporated into her home to make it her oasis and I think that she really did motivate me to try and make my home my oasis as well because we talk about this too she says you want to make your home something that you love and everything about it that you love and I think it really did push me and motivate me to create that for myself cancers are also known to love having their home filled with people that they love and I emphasize that people that they love my friend often speaks of all the kids in her neighborhood coming over to swim in the pool or to help her with chores or to walk her dog she gets great pleasure out of having all of these friends over in her oasis there is great maternal instinct when it comes to someone who has their sun sign in cancer since they are ruled by the moon they often can be very protective over their loved ones um, and my friend proves this theory correct as well. I think that this maternal instinct gives off the welcoming vibrations to the children in her neighborhood, and which is why she loves to have them over. She does not have kids of her own, but with family members' children, close friends' children, and all of the neighborhood children, she gets her fair share of love from them. Um, so... Yeah, like every year she hosts a party in the park for all of the neighborhood kids. Who does that? She does. And um, yeah, she creates a really fun afternoon. And I think it's like right on the day that school finishes. So elementary school, obviously. I mean, maybe she has some high school kids that go, but I'm not sure. Um, but she creates a fun space for all of these children with fun activities. And then a movie on a big screen right under the stars so dreamy right like if we could all turn back time and become kids and be able to go to this pajama party I'm sure we would because that sounds like an awesome kid pajama day party so just because she doesn't have any children of her own does not mean that her maternal instincts don't play a part in her life um, so yeah, cancers have very strong feeling towards having that home base for everybody to come to, entertaining, um, all of the family, really caring for children. So if I ever have children, I hope they get to meet this friend of mine because I know they would instantly love her energy. Um, let me know in the comment section if you have any cancer friends or loved ones and if they seem to carry great maternal instincts or if they're really awesome with your kids. Um, if you ask any cancer, most of them will say that their actions are pretty well motivated by the protection of their loved ones. Um, they're like the giant mama bear of the zodiac signs. They just 
will take everybody under their wing. And I speak for myself. I'm, I'm younger than this friend of mine. And when I transitioned into where I am at work, she did really help me with the transition and kind of took on, you know, the mother role. She put me under her wing. So yeah, if you have a cancer in your life, they will always have your back. No ifs, ands, or buts. They are great at keeping your secrets. They are amazing at standing up for you. And they are wonderful listeners. So really, even though they're highly sensitive, all those great things about this sign heavily, heavily outweigh the sensitivity of emotions. So yeah, all in all, I think the positives of this sign far outweigh the negatives. We can all be emotional at times, right? Like, I can get real super emotional sometimes. So as long as you know that it's important to tread carefully around the emotions, and I mean, you should do that for every single person. You shouldn't want to intentionally hurt someone's feelings. So this is a good lesson that cancers are really setting out for us. Um, But really try to be especially careful around a cancer. And as long as we are careful, empathetic, and kind towards a cancer and other people, there should be no issues. They really make great companions. As we are in the energies of cancer season, it is best to use this time for self-care. So yeah, I kind of want to get into, rather than just talking about the traits of cancer, I want to talk about the energies the season has to offer us since I'm so, so, like I've kind of directed this podcast towards self-care. So cancer is a great, great season to really take your self-care head on. Um, It is really meant for you to get into the comfort of your own shell and reflect on things. Use the time to nourish yourself and hit the refresh button. Next season is Leo. And with all the fun that comes with that season, it's important to really use cancer season to prepare yourself for the Leo season. Nourish yourself down to your roots. Maybe you need to take time to figure out what your roots are. or maybe you need to reconnect with your roots, whichever it may be, this is the time to do it. Use the warm summer days and nights to soak up the sun and the moon's energies. Enjoy the breeze, the flowers, the birds, the stars. Reconnect with nature. Cancer season is all about soaking in warm baths, cleansing the negativity away, writing in journals, and laughing until your sides are sore, alone or with anybody else. Create pieces of art that you are inspired by, listen to music that makes you dance, and eat food that makes you satisfied as well as nourished. Really work on your physical atmosphere to create an oasis for you and your home. Join me in doing that because it's quite liberating, I must say. Organize your closets. Purge items that no longer serve you. Make room for items that bring you joy and inspiration. Create areas that will increase your production yet still hold grounding energy for you. So if you have an office space like the space that I'm sitting in right now, I just recently 
dusted everything, vacuumed in here. It was kind of a real, looked like a tornado actually went through it because we were storing a lot of our stuff in this room. So I cleaned out the closets. I wiped down all of the surfaces. I got it ready to be really inspired and for me to be able to work here and feel at peace. So if you have an area in your house where you are wanting to do work or if you want to be inspired, surround that area with things that really inspire you. Like if you really, really like selenite or if you really enjoy looking at a certain painting, put it in that space so that it creates an inspiring atmosphere. So yeah, focus in on your dreams, your goals, your passions. Learn what these are for you during cancer season. Write them down and have them ready to tackle throughout Leo season. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode here. And cancer was definitely a super fun zodiac sign to cover. Because I have someone who is so close to me, it's always much more fun for me to cover the zodiac signs where I have someone to kind of compare the traits to. It's always nice for me to compare it to real life situations and people. I don't know. It's just something that makes the episode a little bit more fun. And if the person listens to it, they can get a better idea of what their sun sign um, has to offer them and maybe why some of the, the way that they like some of the ways that they are is because of their sun sign. Um, So yeah, enjoy what cancer season has to offer you and make sure you tell your friends and loved ones who are cancers that you appreciate them and always love how they have your back and how they make you feel respected and wanted and loved. Um, really just make sure to tell them that you appreciate them. I certainly appreciate my friend that's a Cancer. Um, Yeah, so anyway, I hope you have a great rest of your week or weekend, depending on when you listen to this. Sending love and light to all of you. Bye! Bye!